the Bible says God sent forth his word and they were healed. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, like you have heard, uh, one of the most important time or parts of the service is a time of the word. Praise the Lord. The time of the word is the time of God. Glory to God. It is a time where God speaks direct to you. He's, he's interacting with you. Praise the Lord. He's speaking to you and concerning you and with you and uh, He's directing you for life. Praise the Lord. So it's, it's a very powerful time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I want to share about, I'm talking about faith dares God. Amen. Faith dares God. Glory to God. That's what I'm going to be talking about. Faith dares God. Hallelujah. What does it mean to dare? Praise the Lord. The word dare means to be brave enough to do something. Hallelujah. It means to be brave enough to do something difficult. Amen. Or dangerous. Praise the Lord. So you don't dare simple things. You only dare what seems so difficult or seems impossible. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then I like this other one. He says that it is uh, to be silly enough to do something that you have no right to do. <laughs> That's dictionary meaning. Praise the Lord. To be silly enough to do something that you know you have no right to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, the beauty of faith is, uh, uh, faith itself is a law. Glory to God. It is a law. So, today means to be, I remember I've been saying this statement for many years, and I said, be foolish enough according to human wisdom to walk by God's word. Are you with me? Why? Because you can't still be operating in your human wisdom and still walk on the word. Why? Because human wisdom will tell you how foolish it is for you to step out and do God's word. Are we together? So I say, be foolish enough according to human wisdom or be humanly foolish to take God by His word, to walk on the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. Well, because censors will tell you, you are making a terrible mistake. So we're talking about dare God. How do we dare God? We dare God by daring the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. We are taking on the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Brave enough. Brave enough to do something difficult. Something that seems impossible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know there is no such a thing as impossible. It's not there. I like what someone said that impossible is a word spoken by small people. Praise the Lord. It is, the truth is, impossible 
does not exist. Impossible only exists in the mind of those that are fearing to dare. Praise the Lord. Years ago I've told you this. I was on, it might be internet. Because I stopped watching TV some time back. Some years back. So, and then I watched. These guys were standing out and they stand on the mountain tip, you know, at the peak of the mountains. And then they jumped. Are you with me? They jumped. And they were doing it for fun. As a game. They just come at, you know, high, you know, at the peak. And then they, you know, like, you know, the cliffs, they jump off from there. And then as they have gone, they've gone, then they pull the, you know, <laughs> the parachutes and whatever. But they are doing it for fun. While another man thinks, if you reached there, that's the end of the road. And yet, the end of the road, which is to very many, others are using it for playing games. What one man is calling impossible, another man calls it a game. Are you with me? You think about it. What someone will look unto and faint. Another man starts from there and begins playing. So why should I be small? If someone, I remember again, I, I watched someone said something, <laughs> which I liked, that he said that he was told that in life, there are two sides that there is, you can choose to go through it happy or miserable. Because this, this guy asked him, why? Because something bad was going to happen. It seemed like they were going to die. And this one was still laughing and smiling as though it was a joke. He says, how come you were smiling and yet we were about to die? He said, someone told me that in life you choose two sides. You can be happy and uh, be joyful and uh, you take life like a comedy or you can take it as a miserable he said, me, I chose to take it like a comedy. So I, uh, if I'm going to die, let me die dancing and enjoying <laughs> than being miserable. Praise the Lord. What, what I'm simply trying to say is um, you choose which part of life you want to live. The choice is yours. Nobody else can choose for you. Are we together? So as I'm talking about daring God, is I want you to understand that you are in charge. And that's the one thing about Christianity. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. One thing about Christianity, that you are in charge. That's what Jesus died to bring to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, it is God has put us in charge. That's why Jesus died. Are we together? You see, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says, He says, Let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion. Are you with me? So the plan of God for mankind in the very beginning was for man to have dominion. Excuse me. Are you with me? For man to have dominion over what? Over the works of his hands. Are we together? That's what God designed man to do. Is to dominate the world. To dominate the birds of the air, the the, 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 the fish of the sea, the cattle, and all other things that God has created. Are we together? So man was created to be in charge. 
Hallelujah. To be in charge, to be master, to be the one that rules. That's the first, that, that was God's plan for creating man. Are we together? When man sinned, he sold out his right to rule to the devil. So the devil became the master of the system. And man became a victim of the things he was supposed to dominate. Are we together? But now, things changed. Glory to God. Things changed when Jesus came, when Jesus died. It changed. How? He took on our place, the place of a victim, and he died in our place and paid for sin. Are you with me? He was buried and he defeated the devil in his death and his burial. He defeated the devil. And on the third day, he rose again. Hallelujah. And from that resurrection, we were born. Praise the Lord. A child of God, as Christians, we were begotten after the resurrection. When Jesus rose again. Now, the born again, we are not born again at the cross. Well, because at the cross was paying of sin for the old man. At the resurrection was a, a being born. The Bible says, God speaks of uh, Jesus and says that this is my beloved, this is my son. This day, he says, you are my son. This day have I begotten you. Are you with me? He's begotten. The Bible calls him the firstborn from the dead. Are you with me? He is the firstborn from the dead. He's not just the resurrected. He was not, he's not the first resurrected. Because people before him, there were many people that had resurrected from the dead, had raised from the dead, had been raised from the dead. Lazarus was part of them. Are you with me? What about the child of the widow in Elisha's time? You remember? Different people had, you know, had come back from the dead. But Jesus did not just raise from the dead. Jesus was begotten from the dead. Come on. He is the first he is the firstborn from among those that were born after death. Are we together? I'm gonna talk. I'm talking about, you know, there's God. I want you to, I want you to understand the ground so well, so that when we begin to talk of, you don't look at, like, ah, is it possible? Is this? You understand that this is where you're supposed to live. Are we together? Now understand something. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, that's when the Bible calls him. He says he's declared the firstborn. He's declared the begotten of the Lord. He begot him from the dead. Are you with me? There is an order. The first order was man became, uh, was born from life and ended up in death. The second order after Jesus is man comes from death and ends up in life. Come on now. He is the firstborn from the dead. Praise the Lord. So there is an order. There is a new creature that is after them that came from the dead. So we are not coming from death to enter death. We are coming from death and we entered life. He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness. And has translated us into the kingdom of light. The kingdom of his dear son. That's where we are. Light. We are in life. Through the gospel, 
life and immortality have been brought to light. Praise the Lord. So, your being born again is, it's only possible by the word. We only know that you can, one can be born again, not because you saw someone being born again. Or because you saw yourself being born again. Did you see yourself being born again? We know you can be born again. The born again experience is possible because the word says so. Praise the Lord. You see now, when we talk about faith, there is God. You must understand the grounds on which we stand and from which we have come. Well, because you see, like like now, when we talk about there, I know it's it's a beautiful statement. Praise the Lord. It's a beautiful. It tells you to go beyond what you think. But when you understand rightly, you discover it's not supposed to be even a dare. It's supposed to be a living. But you see, we use words simply because we are communicating to men. And men are on different planes of understanding. So we cover, we use, so that we can relate with man and then bring him where he's supposed to be. Praise the Lord Jesus. We have come into our life. All right. Well, I was just giving a background. I was giving a foundation for my message. Glory to God. We're talking about faith day as God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. All that we know of God, we know it through the word. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Until you connect your knowing to the word and get to know, you you find that it's established in the word. If it's not established in the word, you don't know. Why? Because true knowledge is based on God's word. Hallelujah. Is real, real knowledge that is firm enough to uphold a life for eternity is based on the word. Anything else is shaky. Man's discoveries and whatever are subject to change. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know some of the things that were claimed to be, you know, solution years ago are now problems? Yes. Some of the things that they brought in and they say this is to cure you have now become the things that are killing many. That's man. To his best, he will fail. Why? Because he's born after the first order of a fallen man. But it's different with us. Alright. Glory to God. Let me first uh, take us somewhere. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 to 10. He says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Are you following? And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed for I am a man under authority having soldiers under me and I said to this man go 
and he goes. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to, to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no not in Israel. Praise the Lord. Now that's what Jesus speaks when he heard this man talk. He said, I've not seen such great, he calls it great faith. Great faith. But what, how do we know great faith? How, what made him say great faith? Is it by looking at what the man did? No. It is by what the man said. Praise the Lord Jesus. It is what the man said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The man spoke out and Jesus responded and said, that is great faith. How is it great faith? Because his speech was consistent with what God can do. He was not talking because of what was going on around. In fact, if we were to talk about, if we were to gauge in any sense that we were to say faith, and we say this is great faith. Great faith is simple, simply reliance on God, irrespective of circumstance. Great faith is simply reliance on God, irrespective of circumstance. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. It is reliance on God, irrespective of natural circumstances. Which natural circumstances? These natural circumstances that contradict God's word. Praise the Lord. There are circumstances that are around and they are contradicting what God is speaking and what God says about you. Now, great faith relies on the truth of God's word, walks in line with the word. Now, I want you to see something. When we talk about daring God, we're talking about taking God by His word. Choosing the path of God over the natural path, which seems contradictory to what God says. So walking by faith is walking by the word. Walking by faith is walking in God. Is walking in God. How do we know? We know because the word says you get it? Faith is acting as like the word is true because it's true. So now, faith talks. Let me tell you something. We know your faith by what you're talking. We know. You can know that this person is still in, uh, by what you speak. Yes, mental assent. Now, mental assent is simply agreement with the mind. Some people simply agree with the word, with their head. But they don't. The Bible does not tell you to agree with your head. It tells you you believe with your heart. So faith is of the heart, not of the head. Let me tell you something when we talk about faith. You can believe with your heart and your head is still the other side. Yes. Is it possible for you to believe with your heart and your head is, is not believing what you are talking about? It is possible. It is possible. Is it possible? 
for you to feel like you are not human, for you to feel like your head can think whatever it wants. Let me tell you something. This, 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 this mind, huh? With it, most of the things that it does is it collects, your eyes collect information. And when they collect, when they pick like this, they send to the head, to the brains. Are you with me? What you hear is being, you know, sent direct, is sent to your brains. Are we together? Now, a lot goes on in the head because in here, the processing is, is the mind is processing to get meaning from whatever you have seen, heard, touched. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, a lot goes on here. It's a processor here. <laughs> are you with me? So you can't depend on this. Well, because some thoughts are still being filtered. I'm telling you, some, you are still not yet arrived to meaning. So now, if you say you believe in the head, you are not yet sure whether you have arrived at the believing or not. So it's still subject to change because it's in the head. But in the heart, it's not the way of thinking goes on. In the heart, it sees. Whatever it sees, it has grabbed. The Bible says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now listen to me. Now, when we talk about walking by faith, it is daring to walk in and on the word, irrespective of the contradictory circumstances. You see, many people, many people are defeated simply because they are walking by their sight. Now, when you walk by your sight, you are dislimited. And I show you how limited you will be if you walk by your sight. This is it. Now, you're, if you're seated here, what do you see there? Do you see anywhere there? So that means there's no way. And that means the world ends here. Well, because your eyes can't see beyond it. So if your eyes can't see beyond it, that means that's the end of the road. But surely, being honest, is that the end of the road? But it can be to someone. Well, because if all you have seen is the the wall, and you didn't get the opportunity, you have not yet given your senses a higher experience of facts, you will settle with the little you have seen. Praise the Lord Jesus. But you see, there is more to life than what you see. There is more. Where do we find the more? We find the more in the Word. Because the Word created everything. Now faith, when we talk about faith, dares God. It is faith dares to walk on what God says. God says it, I believe it, that concludes it. That's faith. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. It is. What does the word say? Does the word call you a victim? If it does not call you a victim, it does not matter what you see, what you feel, or what you hear, whatever. You cannot be a victim. Why? Because faith settles with what God says. I told you, the word of God does not need proof. The word of God is proof. Praise the Lord. That's why faith has proof. Proof of what? Of the unseen realities. Proof that that which the word says is 
And which proof does it have? It is the word. So if you can only get the word and connect it with anything, you have gotten proof of the existence of anything. Praise the Lord. The moment you get the word and see the word in line with your finances, you have proof of finances. Are we together? If you connect and you're able to see through the word your health, you have proof of health. Proof of health. If it is you see through the word and see healing, you have proof of healing. Proof of healing is not absence of symptoms. Some people are healed and fall back sick because all they did after the healings, they walked by the senses, by the symptoms. They say, if I'm healed, why am I feeling this? Your feeling that does not mean anything. Are we together? This centurion, look, look at this. The centurion told Jesus about the situation of the servant. Are we together? Jesus immediately responded. He says, I will come and heal him. That, that was the response of Jesus. He says, I will come and heal him. The centurion said, no, you can't enter the house. I am not, my house is not worthy to contain. <laughs> he says, but say a word. The centurion believed in the authority of Jesus' word above his physical presence. He believed that when Jesus spoke and speaks, his word was so authoritative that it could change anything. He said, say a word and it shall be so. What happened? What happened is... Immediately, he was sorted. That's what he is. Now, Jesus says that was great faith. And he says, I have not seen such faith. No, not in Israel. That means he has gone through. This was Jesus, the word himself, the Alpha and the Omega. He had gone through the time. He looked all through the, the history and he says, nobody has faith like this man. And yet, Abraham, the father of faith, was in Israel. All these prophets of old were in Israel. But Jesus says, this man's faith does not know anybody. That is interesting. By which faith? It's the faith that relied on what Jesus can do. In his ability, in the integrity of his word. That when God says something, you don't need to hear any other opinion. That when God says so, that is it. It does not matter what happens around. It does not matter what you see around. That is it. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see, faith is not the kind where you sit. You just, yeah, I believe it is so. I believe it will happen. Faith acts. Faith stands up to that which is true concerning God's word. It stands up to it. Are we together? It dares to take God by his word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, I I want you to understand something. God lives in the realm of reality. 
That's where God lives. In the realm of reality. God lives in the place of truth. That's why he's righteous. He is righteous. It's continuous right. That's righteous. Comes from right. Continuous. Righteous. Continue. And then was. That means, you know, the other. <laughs> continuous. It is, you know, it goes on and on. The righteousness, it is. He is not right once. He is righteous. He's right all the time. That's good. He is right all the time. So when we talk about righteousness, we're talking about God's rightness in dealing with anything. He is ever and always right. Now when God speaks and says you are the righteousness of God, if only you got just that one verse and understood it, you have it made. Well, because when he says you are the righteousness of God, it puts you in a place of being right. So I can tell you what is going on with you, irrespective of what you think of you. 